0: Hello everyone, welcome to Express Your uh, You are listening to your hosts, Sika
1: and Cindy.
0: Okay, so um, maybe to start with, let's uh, do our reality check um, and just go back and review our week. Okay, so, how have you been?
1: Um, I've been okay this week. Um, I feel like it's been a really long week this week, I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just because I've been so busy with like really? work and stuff. Yeah, I feel okay. like this week was super long and it dragged, so I don't know why that is, but yeah, um, this week's been good. Ties, um, okay, fine. I've been spending so much time on book talk, which is oh. TikTok, but yeah, the book side of TikTok. So yeah, I've been spending like a really disgusting amount of time on there <laughs> during the work day. Don't tell <laughs> my managers, please. <laughs>
0: hopefully don't listen to this podcast yeah yeah
1: hopefully that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Um, I've been really um addicted to book talk recently so yeah
0: so any any uh anything exciting happening for you since the um lockdown has been
1: slightly uh lifted um no nothing at all actually I haven't even done anything I haven't even been to oh actually I have been to a shop I went to TK Maxx to look at a home, <laughs> the <laughs> home obviously section. After, yeah the home section because uh, yeah um, yeah I just I you know I love interiors and stuff and decorating my room and stuff so I just really wanted to get to TK Maxx as soon as they first opened so that I could see what new goods they had but to be fair it was quite disappointing but I think it was <clears> the one that I went to so maybe that's why but yeah, okay. how, how have you been this week? And how do you feel about the like, slight opening up of everything?
0: Um, I feel like the week was actually quite fast for me, yeah. Um, like, it was Tuesday, and then before I knew it was Thursday, and then it was Friday. Um, so it's just gone by really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. On Monday, um, I decided that I was going to actually go and uh, do, like, just go out. And, and, and go and see something other than the normal shops around and stuff like that so bay with bated breath i went to uh westfield and my god you you when you mentioned tk maxx you reminded me of the queue that i saw outside tk maxx i feel like everyone just decided that on monday i'm gonna go to tk maxx
1: why on monday i, I didn't go on monday i just went i think i went on that like thursday morning so oh
0: okay okay it uh, yeah. was the, the, wasn't monday the day that things opened
1: yeah it was one day
0: yeah yeah so I told myself that actually people are going to be at work so it would be quite a bit bearable what was I wrong oh um, yeah 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 um so we'll see we'll see we'll see but otherwise the the week was just really quick um I finished mm-hmm. the books that I was reading like the one I was reading like a chapter that kind of um, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna we'll, we'll talk about that one in in a different episode um
1: okay yeah as usual yeah okay good so overall a good week
0: yeah 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 I think I was quite happy to just bask in the week yeah
1: that's good yeah (laughs) that is good Uh, we hope you guys have also had a good week this week and the opening of restrictions Yeah. hopefully won't make everything get worse again so yeah yeah yeah
0: uh this week we're going to be talking about um book genres that we hate so it's it's, it could be genres that we like or dislike um -hmm. just as a disclaimer it doesn't mean that all the books in this genre are bad um we just don't enjoy the genre or we've read some pretty bad books in the genre um and also just in hindsight there's genres that you like and there's still bad books in that one genre. So exactly, in no way is this a personal
1: attack? Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Um, so uh, maybe the first genre. Do you want to start, Cindy?
1: Okay. So the first genre that we're talking about today is self-help genre. So I know this is probably going to be very divisive, but Seeker and I both. I think I can speak for you as well. We both generally. Yeah dislike self-help I could say that I I dislike the whole industry the self-help industry but like yeah so I dislike it but I can see a lot of its merits as well and why it's a good thing but yeah Yeah. so first of all I guess we should define what self-help is Mm. Um, for those who don't know self-help is a book that is written with the intention to instruct its readers on solving personal problems so these personal problems can be quite varied so can relate to like mental health dealing with certain life events um dealing with trauma yeah. dealing with just a lot of different things anxiety stress even just like moving to a new place discovering oneself i don't know like change of lifestyle yeah. it's so broad so yeah. yeah it's a very broad it's genre. really big yeah I, I
0: think i think i agree with you i think it's the whole um industry that's not very attractive to me either
1: Uh, yeah I agree and I think um I've I read somewhere that it's like a billion dollar industry as well it is yeah these days it's
0: mental health that's big Mm -hmm. so it's I feel like it it's it's the kind of thing that kind of simplifies the problem you know when you pick up Mm. a book you've got the this this vision in your head that actually after i read this book i'm gonna be this transformed person and
1: yeah
0: fine i'm gonna conquer the world after this like all my problems will disappear and it's just nothing like that
1: yeah um, i agree yeah
0: i, yes. yeah, I think maybe I agree. that's my main grievance
1: yeah yeah i agree i read somewhere um about the whole self-help genre and apparently the genre like really took off like obviously self-help has always been around in various forms especially by like Mm -hmm. philosophers and things like Confucius or like um I don't know Aristotle so it's always been around for a long time but like the self-help like self-help as we know it now emerged in like some is in a very particular time in history so it like you can see the rise of like the self-help genre emerging with like when capitalism and industrial modernity and urbanization really sprang forth yeah so like this like um urbanization division of labor alienation of capitalism and consumerism Mm -hmm. created like some kind of vacuum and allowed i don't know self-help to like grow and with like the growth of individualism as well we can see that self-help is kind of like a of like a reaction of that
0: yeah don't you think as well that like the growth of the self-help industry just goes to show how not miserable but how Mm -hmm. maybe we've just always been this miserable it's just the way the the the, the magnitude of our sadness is just manifesting in the (laughs) industry
1: (laughs) maybe i think also yeah that's definitely I think yeah we've always been like miserable I think life is really hard it sounds quite cynical and depressing but life is hard you no,
0: said life is meant to be easy
1: though exactly exactly no so one says life like, should one, be
0: easy capitalism I think, I should be
1: easy exactly and it's like dealing with the consequences that capitalism is telling you this you should be happy you should be efficient you should be able to deal with a volatile and competitive workforce a work world <laughs> but we can't do that so like self-help reveals how like the cultural traps of capitalism and like trying this endless self invention and how overworked we are and how we struggle to deal with all those things yeah yeah that's why it's like kind of emerged which is quite interesting
0: yeah yeah do you have any um one book um let's say that you um have enjoyed studies um self a self-help book maybe that you'd say "Mm, this one is an exception
1: for me um I would probably say I did read one called 10% happier how I tame the voices in my head reduce stress etc it's such a long title it's by Dan Harris and I actually did enjoy that I read that towards the end of my final year of university when I was dealing with lots of stress I was trying to like do a part-time job write my dissertation and do my exams and somehow keep up a social life
0: yeah (laughs) it was it was
1: so difficult um I read that and it really helped with my anxiety for a bit um Mm. so I see the value of like um self-help and I I I don't really I'm not against self-help I'm just against some of the trappings of self-help um so like for one self-help usually reinforces the perceptions of inferiority and shame like it makes yeah. us feel like we can't really go to other people we kind of have to hide the methods in which we try to help self, like help ourselves and yeah. sometimes if you're yeah. dealing with something that actually needs help like let's say you actually need to go to therapy mm-hmm. but then you think to yourself no I shouldn't have to go to therapy I should just pick up a self-help book and read it but yeah like self-help is more to say when you're a little bit I think a bit more stable and then you want those extra things as to improve yourself to improve but yourself, it shouldn't be yeah. the, it shouldn't be the basis of helping ourselves we should also realize that actually going to therapy is useful yeah, um yeah. I think also self-help is often like another form of avoidance so I think it a is lot of people, yeah it is it can be I definitely see that for myself sometimes as well like I felt like I was picking up self-help books more when I actually needed to just be completely more like more honest with my friends and my family about how I was coping with stress and yeah. instead of me doing that I was turning to self-help books and using it as a quick short fix and mm. I remember the stuff from that self-help book for like the next three months and then it kind of went out Disacuse. the window <laughs> yeah and also I wasn't really doing any proper active reading so I wouldn't I don't really see many I don't know how people read but for me self-help is when you read it you make notes and you try to make those notes so that it's easy for you to come back to them again and again but mm. sometimes it's easy to just pick up a self-help book and just read it and consume it and then just leave it as that but it doesn't stay in your head
0: yeah. and I think that's one of
1: the problems of self-help as well yeah. and another think, one is that
0: mm-hmm. yeah go on no you you say your, your, your book and then I'll say my yourself after.
1: okay and self-help as well I, I just think the marketing creates like really unrealistic expectations of mm. what we should expect after finishing like reading a book or how yeah. we're supposed to navigate afterwards. I just, um, I don't think it creates any real change. I think it just masks and softens a lot of things unless you really study it. It oversimplifies and... like your, your,
0: your, exactly. your problem. Like you have a simplistic view of what
1: you're- go- Exactly. It
0: goes back to what you were saying about- you know, you can use it like as a form of denial of the degree to which you need therapy. So you just end exactly. up doing this self-help thinking that your problems is going to be solved at the end and it just sits
1: there, it just doesn't. You exactly, know, you just forget about it easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it
0: moves you just one half a step and then
1: yeah.
0: you're still in the same
1: place. Exactly. And I, yeah. I think fundamentally as well, sometimes self-help is a bit of a contradiction. It's an idea that you don't really need anyone else's help So you can just Mm, do it in yourself, but you actually are going to read someone else, someone's book to find out. So it's not entirely the self doing it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it just encourages this kind of like really hyper-individualistic society where we think all our problems are to be dealt by ourselves. And it just further perpetuates this idea that we can't really share our problems, that we're burdening other people, or that they're not as valid, or that Mm. no one else will care, maybe, but like trying to seek like that community in your community in helping you is also quite um it's quite it's quite good but self-help doesn't really you know like um I don't know champion those as much yeah but I guess you know, maybe I it's agree. just the conditions which we're living in in this world
0: yeah yeah but on the other maybe... hand yeah go
1: on no it's fine you continue Let's no I
0: was continue. just saying that like um mm-hmm. it, it goes back to that for me I don't see the i don't get that much value from self-help books like i've tried reading one here and there and yeah i feel like for me it just wasn't it didn't move me at all like i felt like i just i read the book i was like oh okay okay it's the kind of thing like i feel like you want to hear from someone else um, mm-hmm. but you find it easy that rather than go to that person mm-hmm. you find it easier to go and find it in a book but then the book doesn't have as much compassion as talking to a person that's why yeah but then again it's you're running away from the stigma of going to someone with your problems again so i can
1: see
0: like the the need for self-help
1: yeah exactly but also i guess on the other hand i would have to disagree with you in some ways because like sometimes you don't have the people around you to actually talk to Mm. about them like Yeah, You could have some really toxic family members or friends that are not very supportive. Toxic friends, yeah. Exactly, so there's no one else to actually go to. Some of our issues... Or uh, you could you have
0: people around you who don't understand the problem that you...
1: Exactly, yeah, they don't understand So, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so it can really help with that. Um, And yeah, it's like, it's a medium to help improve ourselves for self-betterment. So anyone who's trying to read it and reads the genre a lot I think it's just it's commendable because a lot of people don't even bother reading self-help books most people mm. just try to ignore their issues and master, them or not yeah not tackle it but so I think reading self-help is a really good first step and yeah it's commendable um another thing and as it's well also like st-
0: a way to sort of admit to yourself that mm, maybe I might have this
1: problem <laughs> exactly like for me I didn't really think that I had any like anxiety or anything that much yeah but then like over the past few years I realized like reading that book really helped me to better understand myself in some ways um the complexities of what I feel when I'm feeling anxious and how mm. to deal with it yeah but yeah. I definitely don't think the book gave me with all the tools I've definitely gotten the tools of how to cope with anxiety from a whole array of things yeah um but yeah, also another really good thing about self-help, which I actually do like, is that it can really open up your perspective into the complexities within yourself and others. And it mm-hmm. can really facilitate like greater compassion and empathy for someone else. Because like when you read a book and you 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 see how it's helping you and you mm-hmm. see all the problems that you may have and it like clarifies that really well, you can also kind of identify it in other people. So you're more willing to be empathetic That's and true. compassionate rather than yeah because like especially today these days i feel like people are so like lack empathy for other people like obviously on social the media, social media, Twitter, media my god <laughs> social media and twitter people are like always sharing other people's problems and be like oh we have to help help help, we have to help the struggle we have to do this but then on the other hand you see social media people like making fun of people picking on people for wearing certain shoes for saying something for saying something problematic cancel culture as well really fuels this lack of empathy and further fuels individualism whilst it kind of i don't know on the facade makes it seem like we're all together and you know, yeah. so I feel like we in self help really helps you to become more empathetic towards other people.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe in in, in essence, then it's more of getting a balanced consumption of self help. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What's the worst self help book you've ever read?
0: Um, worst self help book I've ever read.
1: Yeah, what do you think? Um, like, really,
0: there's one by Ruby Wax
1: okay what is it what is it called what is it about
0: um i'll I'll find the title but uh, there's one Mm -hmm. i uh, kind of enjoyed um and it's called the us the 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 how to not be aware let me see Uh, no the courage to be disliked
1: oh okay
0: yeah so that that book actually (laughs) this guy there's a there's this branch in psychology called acclerion psychology and Mm -hmm. he's talking about um how like uh, trauma kind of like serves as a uh, way for you to cushion yourself from making changes so you, you keep telling yourself that the reason why you're not at this point is because of abc that happened in the past so it keeps you comfortable and you don't have to like you can keep lying to yourself keep telling yourself that supposed truth um just because you want to stay there like the minute you stop telling yourself that i'm traumatized from this that's why i can't do abc then you will stop doing that thing and move on kind of things mm.
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's controversial in the way like the way he put yeah it. um but i thought it was quite interesting because there's certain grains of truth and things like that like i've certainly liked yeah some points to keep myself from doing certain mm-hmm. explain away the fear
1: yeah yeah beyond definitely on a certain
0: point so I feel like yeah for me sort of challenged me like I was I was I was thinking mm-hmm. and thinking you know and uh, I, I actually yeah. some friends and I, my friend my friend I was like oh my god yeah I, I wouldn't have classed this as a self-help book like it's a bit more you know deep and uh engaging mm-hmm. when you stop and think and you're not just consuming things and saying oh my god I need to do this change in my life
1: um, yeah exactly
0: kind of thing um I still haven't remembered the one by Ruby Wax but she has a lot of self-help books
1: Um, oh really blue
0: cover and pink words that's what I remember
1: oh I guess I see what you mean about that trauma thing that you said like yeah sometimes it is an excuse um for us to to not do certain things but also imagine if you like have some really significant bad trauma and someone just tells you it's not that deep you just need to (laughs) It's, you just it's need to stop thing, yeah. using it as an excuse like imagine like experiencing something like some gender-based violence or something and then yeah. someone says your your issues with men are you're just excusing it for your lack of ability to deal Whatever. with men rather I mean, than it's, it's it what people always trauma. say when
0: we talk about discrimination they're like it's all in your head like just get
1: over it yeah you yeah, going exactly. to your
0: grandparents and telling them to get off whatever traumas they went through
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it's, it's crazy like in some of some traumas as well are related to things that continuously affect us in life so it's really hard to say we're going to stop thinking about it and yeah. not let it affect us and move on when that trauma keeps coming up again and again and again so yeah
0: oh uh the book yeah. by ruby wax is called how to be human oh, okay yeah so uh I, I really didn't enjoy that book it's just mm-hmm. i don't know I, yeah it, it didn't um give me anything new i suppose mm. Mm. Yeah, and I, that's i think maybe that's what frustrates me about the self-help um self-help books in general is that like sometimes they don't really offer anything new it's just a repetition of the same kind of things that you've seen.
1: yeah
0: you know like I could literally just take another self-help book transpose it and write it in my own words and then just set it that,
1: yeah that's true yeah there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of repetition in the industry one yeah. of the things I don't like about some self-help books is that they like they're associated with a certain type of culture or like people which can be quite toxic for no example way. this is probably this is probably very controversial but like books like rich dad poor dad have fueled a certain oh. type of like self-help reading like demographic which just really annoys me yeah but they're so no, self-righteous and they think they know everything about finance investing money and that their perspective is is the one better than anyone else's is the one yeah. is the only way that can make you rich and it's just like the type of people who read some of these books I'm just like oh. and some of the Maybe also the book is written very well and has its own merits. But the way some people use and weaponize certain books, self-help books, is just really frustrating. Like even yeah. like the other book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like oh I God, get that yeah, I've got its, that
0: book, you know. I still haven't I,
1: read it. <laughs> I guess it, it does probably have its own merits, but I think it further feels like this kind of like Machiavellian type of culture where yeah. people just the way in which you engage and you use people and relate to the world it's true definitely for some and is useful but I just yeah. I'm not sure if it fosters the best thing for like the future and how I don't know we can I don't know maybe it's because I'm quite radical with my views and how I view yeah. capitalism so that's why um, I, I and think, also
0: I, th- I think that um it's, I think it's maybe running away from reading self-help as truth um, yeah
1: you should
0: do just read them but don't take everything that's in there as fact and religion and this is how yeah from now on kind of way Um, but but some
1: people do though and that's 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 the thing that makes it annoying like some people just copy and paste certain books and self-help like said poor dad and they're like yeah. yep this this is my whole personality this is everything about me and maybe they mm-hmm. don't even listen to the other stuff and maybe they skew it in their head but like the dominant perception is that they're right and that this book is like that which kind of taints self-help as well a bit for me as well and like yeah. some of them don't engage with like the real realities of like or the powerful influences of racism and capitalism the mm. reason why you can't invest in this or save up this money is because there's so many other things happening there's institutional racism there's i don't know gender pay gap there's so many things there's misogynoir yeah. there's i don't know um islamophobia it's there's so many things that actually do like stop how happy we can exactly
0: yeah in- influence your outcomes i guess maybe um i think I, the way i see it like self-help is more like advice from friends there's mm-hmm. that give you good advice. There's people that give you bad advice. And when yeah. you read something, um, mm-hmm. or someone tells you or oh, so you go to a friend and say, oh, do this, do this, do that. Someone else says, do it, and they contradict each, each other, yeah? You might look at yeah. them and say, oh, this one actually said this, that makes sense. This one said this, that makes sense. I'll take, you pick and choose what you take from the different um, opinions that people give you. So mm-hmm. it be the same with self-help.
1: Yeah that's very true yeah that's yeah. true I guess I guess I wish people used your same type of logic more when they read books and had Ripples, more yeah, critical lens. yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing is what well I don't like about self-help it's just it kind of masks the realities of what it means to exist like life isn't great and I feel like if self-help was used in tandem with like reading philosophers i know philosophy is quite inaccessible to a lot of people so Mm. maybe i'm just speaking from i don't know a place where not a lot of people are going to relate to Mm. but philosophy and like self-help self-help is some self-help is basically a kind of philosophy as well but like if you read the two together i think it can really help to further enlighten people um like there's been philosophers who've been writing for like whose writings we've to like, I don't know, remembered for centuries and their stuff is pretty good and can really help us understand and navigate our worlds. I don't know, some of the existentialist philosophers like Albert Camus can really help us to like deal with some of the tensions that we feel and alienation we feel from capitalism and understanding our place. Or like other philosophers like Kierkegaard can help us to understand love more and how to deal with like issues to do with love. Yeah, so it's like remembering those, those, I don't know, those type of mediums as well, needing quite broadly as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, actually I was going to ask what like sort of, um, so sort of like mixing, actually uh, how, how uh, the character you disliked, it mixes like a bit of psychology and philosophy. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I liked it. So when you were mentioning like to look not only at self-help, but also look into philosophy... Mm -hmm. do you have any books that you would actually recommend like in the philosophy kind of sphere
1: okay Mm, let's see I have a lot I don't know if all of them are probably going to be the best to recommend
0: okay Um, you want a window into your brain yeah (laughs) (laughs) A
1: a lot of the philosophy I've read well like I've read in like I haven't read the whole entire books of what some philosophers have written just because some of them are super dense and hard to read so like yeah it's, it's, it's good to be like other academics and stuff who've written about them or have incorporated them a lot in their works okay. um, but yeah let me just have a look for it I think the books the philosophy I'm going to recommend is really inaccessible and not what not everyone's going to want to read
0: go on tell us um we will attempt to engage with your um, recommendations
1: okay
0: on behalf of myself and the listeners
1: so one of the philosophers I think everyone should probably read I don't know maybe it's because I started reading them quite early on when I was like 15 16 perhaps Mm. I discovered them earlier than I should have but um it was deep already (laughs) uh, a good one is probably like people like like existentialist philosophers like Albert Camus, Jean-Paul Sartre, Franz Kafka, I feel like they really they really help us to understand living in a world and like experiencing like alienation, existential dread, trying to actually unpack the meaning of life feeling like there's no meaning just feeling a lot of confusion about that and understanding your place in the world and how okay. to deal with things so like camus writes on i think it's camus on it's called the myth of sisyphus and he talks about the myth of sisyphus do you, um let me just the myth of sisyphus is basically i think sisyphus tested Zeus's patience or said that he was smarter than Zeus or something <laughs> happened and okay. then Zeus was like okay as a punishment for your actions for your hubris you'll like basically carry this massive boulder up a hill and as soon as you get to the top it will roll back down again and you have to do that again and again and again and that was like sisyphus's punishment and some people have talked about how like this is quite, it can be symbolic of life and it's hardships and like oh, okay. how hard life can be that you you keep trying and things keep going badly but yeah. um, it's quite like it's quite a cynical and very negative story but okay, um, yeah, it, Camus it definitely, talk,
0: it definitely is
1: but Camus talks about <laughs> how have, like, what? <laughs> but Camus talks about how the, the moment in which Sisyphus goes up, I think it's Camus. I'm sorry if it's not. The moment he pushes the boulder and it starts to fall down and he decides to go back down. That is he basically describes that as type of like Sisyphus being happy that Sisyphus is content and happy with life because he's accepted and embraced his fate. He he still comes back down and still rolls it back up. It's the action of still the intention of still doing that. Yes, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's, it's that, like, it's just, we don't know what Sisyphus was thinking, but it's like the act of just still going on and embracing it is just commendable in itself. And it can be like a reflection of when we deal with stuff. It can really provide us with, like, understand, like, even though bad stuff happens, we can still push on and we can still find the joys in life and continue living in the ways yeah. that we can in the small ways and understanding, like, life is not meant, you're not meant to be happy. All it's the not time. meant to be easy. Like, like, I don't it's understand. not meant to be easy, exactly. It's not meant to be happy. You were meant to go for a lot of stuff. Some philosophers even talk about how life is basically just preparing for death. That's all it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, um, there's 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 an African proverb, I, proverb, but I forget what it's what what it says, but it's something along the lines of the fact that like you know the reason why you know happiness is because you know sadness.
1: Exactly. You know, the the reason yeah.
0: you know uh wealth is because you know poverty and exactly along those lines it's that dark yeah. nice and dark
1: um, exactly
0: binary kind of thing you
1: know yeah yeah exactly there's another book i read recently called steppenwolf by Hermann mm-hmm. hesse or hess i'm not sure how you pronounce it it's some german uh writer author in like 1927 some of the stuff yeah. is a bit oh, to be racist but um <laughs> Just a few of the sections, yeah, are quite bad. But anyway, he was written in a certain time, so I don't expect any more from that. But he, yeah. the author talks about this. Um, the main character experiences a lot of, like, alienation. He's very, very severely depressed. Mm. He just... He feels so separate and, like, he doesn't fit in the world. And it's just, like, his musings on that. But it also yeah. talks about how he comes to... It shows his journey from being in such a dejected state and like actually starting to appreciate life and see all the merits in it and seeing how his own mentality and the way he was thinking trapped him in certain thoughts. Like, this guy, the main character is an academic, is an intellectual. Mm. And it shows how the certain ways he viewed things and it really just shows his like thought processes and how he comes to appreciate life. It gets yeah. me and enjoy small things in life. It gets quite crazy towards the end and it's. It's a very, um, it's really heavy, interesting book. But it like sounds
0: interesting, it really does.
1: Yeah, but it's one of those like types of books, which is very like, I think it's like quite a lot of philosophy from like Carl Jung and Nietzsche. So if you're interested in that, I think you should definitely read it. I think it's good to read those type of books alongside self-help. Self-help,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But a lot of self-help is probably informed by a lot of those, those philosophers as well
0: yeah so actually before we uh we move on to like the next genre what kind mm-hmm. of changes would you want to see in the self-help um in a self-help book so let's say if you were to pick up like an uh, an ideal um mm-hmm. self-help book what do you feel like you would need from it like just as in a few lines
1: <laughs> to see- I don't know. I feel like I, me wanting a certain thing is also me avoiding uncomfortable truths about myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: that's which is what we want. Okay, yeah, I want a book, a self-help book that is literally just going to drag me to filth. Huh, okay. I just wanted to unpack every single thing about me and just help me just to just not be so lost in my head maybe or I don't know, help just as actual real, like, guide to -to day-to-day like living like actual living like how to deal with life changes how to deal with like when your friends move away how to deal with when your parents age seeing your parents aging um like uh, like kind of like the bible but like for every course of of every stage every
0: stage in your life
1: yeah and maybe like an amalgamation of different like quotes from different authors and philosophers also in that as well so maybe yeah. like some type of encyclopedia. Okay, oh,
0: encyclopedia on yeah. life. That's some like in this perspective. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, I think for me, I read a book called Taking Up Space. Uh, it's about mm-hmm. two girls that went to like um Oxbridge and they, oh, okay. talk,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: they talk about their 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 experience being at U. Mm-hmm. And that's not a self-help book, it's sort of like a memoir, mini memoir, uni memoir kind of um book. And I think for me, that book did so much more for me than any self-help book that I've ever picked up and read. Mm. Because it was uh, something, it, 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 it was through a story, like it was someone telling their own experience, but also explaining how they got through.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. And
0: you know, like, uh, I think uni is one of those places where, especially if you're not, if you're a person of colour, you will start. Mm-hmm and to make matters worse you would stand out and go to like um, a uni that's got like a very male to female ratio that's off you stand out as a a a person who's female and also someone who is um, of color yeah so like that book filled a lot of voids for me and I was like okay there's actually many other people going through this at the same time because you can feel quite alienated so I think I see self-help that is a bit more um grounded
1: okay yeah Mm -hmm. because they
0: didn't present they were they weren't writing a self-help book but they were sharing their problems and how they navigated them
1: okay okay I get you have you ever thought about reading like um Audre Lorde or anything or Bell Hooks no I've never i f- i feel like they would probably suit what you're looking for in terms of what you think self-help should be okay they provide a lot of the experiences of like black women black lesbian women yeah. um how they understand the world and navigated through it and yeah. understood space there was this really good um it's a it's a collection of essays called wild women don't wear blues it's black yeah, okay. writers on love oh, i've and seen sex. that
0: before actually
1: Yeah, Um, and um, it's a bit old, but it's um really it's a really good book on like understanding like navigating relationships as Black women.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, Audre Lorde as well is really good with talking about this these type of issues. So is bell hooks on love and relationships, um just like politics and I guess being as Black women, there's a lot of things that intersect for us. Yeah, we just can't have self help, which is disregards racism and misogynoir we need yeah. all of that packed into it as well but yeah. yeah hearing their stories and their essays and their perspectives really I get what you mean it 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 feels way more encouraging than usually self-help does
0: yeah definitely definitely even just like yeah. uh, ordinary self-help so it, like just don't pre- like self-help that that doesn't present um do this to this to that kind of thing yeah If you put yourself in that situation and tell people that I was going through this this is how I did and it takes away from that point that you're making that it makes self-help kind of like fact and this is what you have to do to solve your problem kind of thing
1: yeah yeah
0: it it comes across as more as advice I guess
1: yeah Um,
0: but yeah that's that's our mouthful huge (laughs) yeah
1: sorry guys we really went on a tangent there
0: Okay, so uh, next we'll talk about um, biographies. Um, So I'll let let Cindy uh, define biographies. Do you want to define?
1: So biography is an account of someone's life written by someone else. And an autobiography is the biography of oneself narrated by oneself. So, and autobiographical works can take many forms such as letters, in prose, some long prose. So Mm -hmm. yeah many different forms um what do you think about um autobiographies and biographies
0: um i think they've got they, they can be really powerful in mm-hmm. that like um you know how in this day and age you the, in the world of celebrity especially like you can look at one person you experience them through this facade this image that they present to the world right um, mm-hmm. but then actually everyone has a story um and what a biography can do is it can give you a more balanced picture Mm -hmm. right but not everyone writes a biography anyway um but I feel like they can be useful in that sense or just hearing stories you can like relate to other people's stories and learn from their experiences and just that whole empathy thing we're talking about earlier like you can it give empathy you may not like that particular celebrity because they're this kind of person now but when you read the biography and you understand that oh okay so this person going to la-di-da la-di-da maybe this is why they turned out this way this is why their worldview is like this yes public figures i think it's
1: really useful um mm. is there is there any that you've read that you've liked
0: um i like uh i don't know if it's classed as a, a, a biography or anything. It's uh, Winnie Mandela's 491 days. Okay. She, 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 it's a mixture of writing and she incorporates like some of the letters that she exchanged with Nelson Mandela when, when he was in prison and mm-hmm. writes mostly about the time when she was um, in, in, in in prison, in solitary con- confinement, um, but things like things like the fact that she would talk she was inspired to confirm it so much that like they would jingle the keys there was three layers of those I think or two so they would mm-hmm. like jingle the keys from afar just to play with your mind oh gosh yeah yeah when I mean, she talked to her kids by herself in there just to stop herself from going crazy um, oh. like magazines from back to back and I feel like yeah. controversial as Winnie Mandela is as a public figure I feel like there's many reasons why she's controversial, and one of them is the fact that she's a woman and nothing else. <laughs> Probably. Of, yeah, part of it, not all of it. Um, so I feel like that's kind of like, for me, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, she really is like. Uh, uh, um, there's all this controversy and stuff, and so whether it's true or not, you have to mm-hmm. accept the fact that. Like this is one hell of a experience. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinarily painful as well so I think I, I, I enjoyed that one yeah well I, I didn't oh. enjoy, like enjoy her suffering but I just thought it was eye-opening.
1: Mm. So would yeah. you say you like that so you don't hate the genre in general or?
0: Um, I don't gravitate towards the genre because my issue with autobiographies is the fact that it's very one-sided
1: okay
0: yeah it's very one-sided it's like if you get it's like a a long elevator pitch about myself that's kind of thing um there's there's a book called the desert flower especially when it involves writing about other people in your life
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um i don't think it gives a necessarily balanced view especially if it's the only thing that you have as a reference for that particular um individual
1: okay yeah Yeah. i I get you yeah yeah
0: i wouldn't necessarily say i hate his or dislike his it's just
1: not here okay that's fair um i guess i'm kind of the same i'm kind of the same with you as well i i like biographies I like I I don't know if I like them or dislike them I usually if I do read anything about a particular person it's usually memoirs Mm. and I've read a few memoirs recently and it's kind of changed my perspective a little bit on the genre um I read in the dream house by in the dream house I think by Carmen Maria Machado which talks Mm, about her abuse yeah and in um was called in a lesbian relationship and how she what she experienced and how what Oh, it felt like. that was a memoir yeah it's a memoir yeah
0: oh I think I don't know
1: why I thought it wasn't a memoir yeah it's a memoir <laughs> so, it's so it's something
0: it was, it's, else when you talk to yeah people,
1: but yeah it's a memoir yeah. it's quite it's quite different it's quite short as well obviously it doesn't cover all of her life just this one particular bit of her life and her experiences mm. but also i read um this isn't gonna hurt by adam k which is also a memoir yeah
0: yeah
1: biography and i enjoyed that i enjoyed it really broadened my perspective on yeah. what junior doctors experience so um, yeah. I found those quite interesting for like yeah expanding your horizons, challenging your perceptions, stepping into someone else's shoes. Yeah. Um, I also read the autobiography by Malcolm X of Malcolm X when I was really young, and I loved it so much. I can oh, maybe have, okay. Yeah, it's really good. So if you ever want to read an autobiography, I definitely think you should read Malcolm X's one. It's I've weird. got I've
0: got the book. I still haven't read. I was given that was given to me, so I might consider reading that one. You
1: should read it. It's like I think it's. Edited by or written by Malcolm X and Alex Haley, and Alex Haley wrote Roots. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Oh, interesting.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Excuse me. But um, yeah, I think I'm quite apathetic towards biographies and autobiographies in general as a genre. I'm just like, "Mm, like, depends on the individual. But most of the time, if I want to find out more about a person, I usually prefer to watch a TV show or a movie. Mm. or listen to a podcast about them but not really okay yeah
0: and the other thing is i feel like um we will never know the balance story um yeah that's to read a biography here and there true, but like you don't have to take it as gospel
1: truth true but we will never hear Everyone's perspectives on anything ever, so That's we should true. just extend <laughs> the same grace to, to view. maybe. It's their view. yeah. It's their and you view, know actually, every, every, everything is one person's view.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and ultimately, like sometimes you have to blow your own trumpet um, Yeah, and if they're if like, not everyone gets a chance to write by to to have an autobiography or biography, um, mm-hmm. so it's fine. If you
1: yeah, that's true. In doubt. Yeah, I think also the reason why I don't really read autobiographies or biographies is just because I'm not as interested in individuals as much. Mm, yeah. Um, so I don't really tend to f- have people. I'm like, oh, I really want to find out more about this individual. And the people that I do want to find out about, they're probably long dead, and no one's written about them, or there's such a limited view on understanding them as a person so i couldn't really find out about it but yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah, i i get you i get you
0: and i agree
1: um so yeah shall we move on to the next genre that i personally love disclaimer guys (laughs) i really enjoy this next genre seeker thinks otherwise so we shall find out about seeker's opinions and why she thinks the way she thinks so the next genre that we're going to talk about is fantasy so let me define fantasy for those of you don't know fantasy is a genre of speculative fiction set in a fictional universe often inspired by real world myth and folklore so seeker what is it (laughs) about fantasy that grinds your gears
0: it doesn't necessarily grind my gears
1: because I'm.
0: Getting, okay. My gives you you picture something really hostile and annoying my <laughs> gosh
1: like Okay, so um, why why are you are you I would you say you're apathetic or would you say you actually just dislike it or Define apathetic. Like, so apathy is like mm, it's what you said earlier. It's not that you you have a strong dislike to it. You kind of like don't engage with the genre at all. kind of distant from it you just you don't bother to put any any energy into thinking about it or wanting to read it or you actually have just had bad experiences
0: i think it's a mixture of like apathy and um just like from the handful Mm -hmm. of experiences with like fantasy that i've had because when i think of fantasy i'm thinking harry potter i'm thinking lord of the rings um kind of stuff that's that's it i i I even struggle you
1: don't like that stuff
0: no it's not my go-to um uh genre like i don't even enjoy watching fantasy that's the thing oh
1: my goodness
0: (laughs) yeah that's the thing do you see what i mean like it's so it feels like it's the one thing that like you should like like how come you don't like this and i just cannot explain um i remember trying to read like harry potter um and I just got lost I think maybe it's the the setting in this unrealistic in this beyond reality kind of mm. space. okay and I'll be trying to imagine right mm. and I just get lost in and you know when you read a paragraph and you're like I didn't get anything there that's exactly what happens with me
1: when I, just, can I can I ask you a question yeah do you think how imaginative are you Do you think you're quite imaginative because like Harry Potter is quite I don't know I don't think it's I don't know I think I think what's so good about fantasy is that you can like the the author the writer gives you some some things and then you can literally create it in your own mind the way you kind of want to but okay I guess sometimes some fantasy is very the writer the author has a very clear vision like Lord of the Rings yeah. Or um, Harry Potter as well, so it might be a bit hard to imagine it sometimes if you haven't seen it. Yeah, um, maybe the beforehand. other thing is
0: I've tried to read the really big popular ones and mm-hmm. try to come out with, to, to force my my imagination into a box and try to imagine someone else has said like the, their experience of reading the book. Maybe I'm trying to map theirs onto mine. Um, but I will say there's a book called The Redemption of uh, Okay, That's a fantasy book. I really like that book. It's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I just need to engage with the genre a bit more and try something beyond like the Lord of the Rings. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe. Interesting fact it, I- about
0: me. I don't enjoy fantasy for now. Maybe later
1: I will. <laughs> I hope you do. Because I think fantasy, like, I get what you mean with how um, there's some things that have been dictated to us. So it's kind of hard to, like, imagine that world when it's so different from our usual reality. But I think that's where the fun is. Yeah. I
0: think
1: that's where the joy actually, of
0: reading is,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's just imagining it in the way you want to as well or yeah. imagining it with it. Like, it's just, for me, it's just complete escapism. That's one of the reasons why I really like fantasy. Okay. Some fantasy is complete escapism. Most of the time, it's not, because anything that's created in this world is kind of a reflection and embodiment of this world anyways. So yeah. you're never really going to properly escape. But I just like the idea of, I don't know, different yeah, different worlds, different landscapes, different okay. characters, different powers. I yeah. really enjoy it. I think maybe... Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. I think you should read some other types of fantasy. Like maybe start off with a little bit of like magical realism. I really like magical realism. It's one of my favorite genres. So like Okay, so which book should I
0: read next? Yeah.
1: Um, okay, a little bit of I would say maybe read something like Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. It's very much got that intersection of like philosophy and existentialism and capitalism but okay. it's also a bit of magical realism as well. This man wakes up one day and he's a bug. He's an insect.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, okay.
1: And he has to deal with like life and his family going to see his family. And he's turned into an insect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's okay. Really good. You know, it's actually, long as well. um, it's, uh,
0: it's the more I think about it, like the the redemption of Arthelos was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons why like I I I I, I um, enjoyed it. Maybe I need something like that. That's a big light. And be-
1: Beloved is magical realism as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, And I and... Um, no, but I had no, I didn't have trouble with after like getting past like uh, the, the the difficulty of understanding like slapping up uh, Toni Morrison's style of writing. I did. Yeah. Have issues with like um, uh, Beloved. Like I actually loved it
1: Okay, so yeah you, yeah, you should do it. Or maybe yeah. also you could read some. I know this is quite this is quite controversial, but Haruki Murakami has some good like magical realism as well.
0: Okay.
1: Um. So Kafka on the Shore is pretty good. Um. Okay. I enjoyed that. I don't know if I enjoy Haruki Murakami in general, but Kafka on the Shore is good. Apparently, um, I haven't read this one yet, but uh, One Hundred Years of Solitude as well is magical realism. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard
1: good yeah. things about that one. Yeah, exactly. So have I. I haven't read it yet. I need to get around to reading it. But mm, we can maybe it, start like, with
0: simultaneously that. And then yeah.
1: together. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. start with magical realism and then veer further into like speculative fiction is good too. So like yeah. um my favorite author, NK Jemison, does a lot of speculative <laughs> fantasy as well, which is quite good. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think you should read. I think you should try it I, I, I definitely
0: see. will I definitely will
1: um, so like growing up you never liked any fantasy novels
0: no no I th- I think it's the kind of thing that like was never but I used to go to the library like I used to get forced as well to go to the library to go and pick up
1: oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Nope. So you never did you did you never read like Narnia, Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe, nope. Philip Pullman, The Golden Compass, Aragorn? No. Nope. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. No.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: That's very, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I. Mean, I, I think I'll, I'll have like a bits of um fantasy here and there yeah 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 and see how it goes um okay
1: yeah okay so the next genre yeah so the next genre seeker also dislikes and i like like the next genre is horror yes so horror is a genre of speculative fiction which is intended to frighten scare or disgust so seeker what is it about the (laughs) genre that you don't like
0: um I don't, The thing is, like, it's usually it's it's the predictability. But mm. I would argue that um, beloved, for example, falls under the umbrella of horror, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it could yeah, so like books
0: here and there that I'd probably say mm-hmm, that was okay. um mm-hmm. Here, this one as well. It's just apathy. Yeah, just don't indulging I don't like watching horror in the first place I'm not in the habit oh, okay. of being terrified <laughs>
1: okay okay so uh, that, <laughs> that makes sense yeah
0: yeah um okay. with the dragon tattoo as well I find that one a bit
1: yeah. did you watch the movie or did you read the book
0: I read the book as well I watched mm. the movie actually I forgot to talk about that when we spoke about the movies um but yeah that's a bit yeah, when she like ties people down and she writes rapists on them, I'm just like Whoop.
1: too much. <laughs> so you don't do you have you ever watched any of the films by like Stephen King? Because he's like one of the classics and that like, horror genre and books as well. Um no, I haven't watched the films, no. Have you never seen The Shining? Read The Shining? No. It?
0: No, you know what, actually, I've got a oh good experience. I think I started watching horror when I was too young. Mm. And that has stuck with me. Were, I remember this one point. My cousins were a lot older than me. So mm-hmm. I watched the film. They were, they were like a lot, lot older than me, but they were much older. So we went to, ended up watching a horror film. I distinctly remember this experience. It was during the day. It was just us left at home. And mm-hmm. bear in mind, this is... A, space, a place where like it's just a house and then the neighbours are far away yes Um, and this is little me watching this horror film with them and mm-hmm. I could not go outside by myself I just wouldn't oh. broad daylight yeah I, <laughs> go out. I would not leave their side I would not go out
1: so oh wow
0: I've just got like this and uh, funny enough like my imagination with horror is ext- hyperactive
1: Oh really? <laughs> yes.
0: It's the opposite with fantasy. It's hyper. So I don't I don't think I I um I enjoy reading horror.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think I, I, I personally I really like horror, um, the whole genre of films and books. Just because um I like things that scare me, I like things that make me feel discomfort and really challenges me in a way where <sighs> I don't know, it's kind woman. of like, a re- it's a really safe way to, like, I don't know, make yourself scared, so I really like that, it makes you feel alive, I don't know, maybe I'm just... It, it, I that. think maybe
0: it's like, the, you know how some of us are, like, the the adrenaline rush, that kind
1: you're going like yeah. on a, a rise. Kind of, yeah, definitely, and it's it's a really, like, yeah, well, I don't know, it's quite safe to do, so, um, yeah. I just, like, yeah, it, I feel like it really like it puts like a scary element to things that we wouldn't usually like to think about and I I just really like that that discomfort and I like the darker things anyways so it's probably just one yeah
0: but if if you guys also
1: if you guys also don't like or don't like genre um horror and you haven't really explored it much I would suggest reading um The Shining by Stephen King Dracula by Bram Stoker. I don't Oh yeah, cool Dracula
0: one. is a
1: popular one. The films, are I think there's one film I saw. It was super. Rapunzel. Weird, what Dracula, did
0: you
1: say? Dracula by Bram oh, Stoker.
0: Oh, okay. No, I thought you
1: said Rapunzel. was like,
0: Rapunzel. oh no, no. <laughs> don't ruin people's uh. Channels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Misery as well by Stephen King's pretty good. Um, uh, there's another one that I've also wanted to read called House of Leaves, and apparently that's a very good horror book um but yeah i think we should all do it we should all have a little bit more spook in our lives but then again i also do really like halloween as well so maybe it's just my own personal bias yeah okay um so yeah should we move into the next one so the next genre again that okay. seeker and i well seeker doesn't i don't okay let me stop speaking for you and you tell me what you think about I'm speaking
0: for myself, man. <laughs> i'm joking um yeah so okay so the next one is romance Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what 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 do you want to say about romance
1: please do go um i used to not really like romance novels much i used to find them quite cheesy and predictable and placed way too much emphasis on like romantic love between two Mm. people and I just feel like there's obviously obviously there's different types of love. So I and I just feel like it was something that was very expected of me to like as a genre when I was young. Mm. So I kind of like try to not read as much romance just as a way to also like define myself as well as not that stereotypical girl who likes yeah. this type of fiction. So that's probably part of why I didn't like it when I was younger. But then I also also did read a lot of romance. Maybe I read too much for like two (laughs) years. It sensitized you
0: for a while.
1: Yeah, and I got super bored of it and I just went in a bit too much. You know, when you consume something too much, you end up not enjoying it eventually afterwards for a long period of time. But um, now I can safely say that I actually do like some romance novels. I think... I'm gonna to continue to keep trying to push myself to read more romance. I recently read um, what was the name of that book? Take a hint, Danny Brown by Talia Take a Hibbert. Hint. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's pretty good. Very steamy, but very good romance novel. It's um on a cis heterosexual relationship between a black lady and an Asian man, which is quite mm-hmm. interesting. And the black lady as well is bisexual as well, which is quite interesting. Oh, okay. Um, yeah and the um, Asian man is yeah so and it's based in the UK it's quite it's a really good book and I'm also reading the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo which is quite interesting mm-hmm. and okay. I've also read other romance novels like the song of Achilles by Madeline mm-hmm. Miller um and I really loved that book so okay. I cried at the end so yeah um, <laughs> but I think it's also because I genuinely love like reimaginings of old Greek myths and stuff so and, okay yeah but I think um, romance is good and I think we should I don't know I think I'm gonna just continue pushing myself more with it
0: so before you okay so before you change your position oh yeah um from disliking romance yeah. To, um liking romance. What is it about romance that you didn't
1: like? I think it was just
0: yeah.
1: It was just how predictable it sometimes was, how it placed too much of an emphasis on romantic love. Like I feel like everywhere in society, everyone's always telling us like the thing you need to aspire to be as a woman is to have a relationship, to have yeah. kids and to have that family unit and for me personally it's not my main priority to have a family unit in the traditional sense it's not like I feel like I've spent a lot of years trying to define myself I guess maybe it's just a whole lot of issues that I've harbored myself and I'm projecting them into romance genre but like me like the
0: the romance novels are written by people who have all those things that I think the same things that have been projected onto
1: them as well mm, yeah. in the
0: sense
1: yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah I think yeah I think that's why I didn't really like it it was just quite predictable and it's always like yeah dealing with like I don't know happy endings most people don't get really happy endings um yeah I didn't really yeah. like that at all and I just yeah yeah, I think that's why I didn't really like it, and okay. I didn't really find it that emotionally satisfying. And, and I don't, I don't think I'm a particularly romantic person, anyways. So.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of the same for me. Like, I still, I, still, I don't remember the last time I picked up a romance novel. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the last one I read was, I think maybe a dirty pick, or like a uh, Jane Moore. Uh, mm novel, um, Perfect Match. It, contrary to what you might think, the story is actually about um, a little boy who uh, needs a transplant or something, and then it is, there's this thing that comes out about like his blood type and his parents and all that sort of stuff. So I think maybe that's why I could tolerate reading that one. Mm. Um, I think it's it's the same for me. It's the predictability of romance novels, and the fact that it's that thing of like just reinforcing the expectations that people should already have on women. And when you finish reading that novel, you're like, oh, that should be me, kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It kind of romantic. My, my yeah. happy
0: ending in five years, kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my main qualms with romance. Um, yeah, can find and I, it, maybe my main issue with it really is the fact that like it's such a huge genre that's exposed to young girls. Mm-hmm. I, the majority of ro- uh, romance novels I read was when I was in my teens, my early teens, and stuff like that. Um, and it, it that's when your identity is forming, right? And you formulate your identity based on this huge genre that you're consuming and you place your 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 self-worth on your ability to uh retain romantic love you've got goals I want to get have children there's nothing wrong with all those things Mm -hmm. but it's just that emphasis that women should um aim for these things should yeah aspiring to these things
1: that that I it's what we apparently naturally desire yeah what everybody naturally desires to be loved whether you're a woman or a man
0: exactly yeah yeah and it's it's um um a lot of the stuff maybe i should find better quality romance novels but a lot of the stuff i read it was always um it had to be the man that saved the day just like
1: yeah why did it have to i agree i read a lot of mm -hmm.
0: i'd love to see like a bit more romance with which gives more agency to women
1: yeah i agree i agree um I think one of my actual favorite novels of all time is *Romance*. Surprisingly, really? it's oh, *Pride interesting. and Prejudice* by Jane Austen. Oh, I okay, really yeah. Like this book, yeah, I think it's really, 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 really good book. Really, it's good funny novel. though that
0: you have a favorite novel because I cannot even pick one.
1: It's one of my favorite all-time favorites, one hundred percent *Pride and Prejudice*. How big 100%. is that list? Um, it's probably about five or six books.
0: Oh wow that's quite yeah
1: 10 10 oh, max ten maximum books that I just absolutely love.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: I also used to have an obsession with Twilight when I was young so I really liked romance.
0: Yeah Twilight was a rite of passage for many people yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly it was it really was and I <laughs> guess it has fantasy element as well with vampires too. So I enjoyed that as well just as much. Yeah
0: yeah um but yeah i don't know i don't have anything any more negative things to say about romance do you have anything <laughs> no you've said a lot of positive things about romance but do you have any extra positive things that you want to say like what should you read romance
1: what did i read sorry
0: no so what why should why you should read romance
1: i think i don't know you should read romance more because Sometimes it's nice to feel soft and gooey on the inside and to have a cheesy story. Nice to feel hopeless, romantic. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Even though the world doesn't really allow us to be, it's not really feasible, and it's yeah. not a reality. I think but maybe, sometimes it is.
0: I think maybe, um, uh, if you want to, you know, rom coms like they can be feel good films.
1: Yeah, they can be. Yeah
0: yeah if you just want a happy ending just pick up a romance book as long as it doesn't necessarily any stereotypes cool aren't
1: they? yeah exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i think in, in in the in this last section um we're just gonna maybe just do a rundown of uh, what we're currently reading
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so cindy do you want to go first
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Sure. I am currently reading the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed. Um. Yeah. It's about a reclusive Hollywood icon called Evelyn Hugo, who's finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. Yeah. Um. It's. I, I, I saw it this is one of the books that book talk made me get and booktube I saw lots of people reviewing it and saying that it was really good and I just decided to just take a chance and read what everyone else was reading and see if okay. it was living up to the hype and just try to make myself read something different the last book That's I read very was very
0: spontaneous
1: of you yeah yeah it was the last book the book I read before this was Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse so I, I think I wanted something a lot lighter and a lot easier okay. to consume yeah Yeah. and I'm also still reading um the British Museums by Dan Hicks on the Benin Bronzes and Colonial Violence and Cultural Restitution I'm still reading that really slowly I haven't really felt an urge to go and pick it up um I think it's just because it's so dense and heavy I'm not really in the mood for it that much lately so I think (laughs) I'm just gonna stick to reading (laughs) more fiction for now until I can muster up the energy to continue reading it
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to like hearing your um, review um, back on uh, the British Museum because I've come across, I, I read articles sometimes here and there on certain like um, interesting technical and non-technical topics, so I'd love mm-hmm. to um, read that one. I found this interesting article, I forgot the name, but I'll send it to you then yes please
1: and also if anyone wants to find it just let us know and like comment on our um social media media. or send us a message yeah on instagram and put a comment and ask us about everything we're reading if you want those links as well
0: yeah um but yeah
1: what are you currently reading at the moment
0: um so i uh, last night i finished an orchestra of minorities Uh, what
1: did you think of it
0: yeah i really liked the book um, mm-hmm. uh, I like the way it's written the story is a little bit extreme like mm. extreme in, in the sense that it's too tra- tragic Um mm. going through many many things in a short space oh.
1: uh, is it like um, A Little Life where it's kind of a little bit like tragedy porn
0: no it's, it's not even like that Yeah, it's like this yeah. uh, farmer, it's poultry farmer, his name is chinon so any spoiler yeah. skip to this section if you don't want to hear <laughs> um, it happens in uh, an orchestra of minorities um, he's a poultry farmer he finds this woman young lady who is um uh about to commit suicide on a bridge and then mm-hmm. he um sort of saves her so he's holding this fowl, which reminds me of, it reminds him of a file that he had um when he was a kid so he throws it off a bridge to show him that look if you jump off this bridge you won't come back <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's about her them two kind of um their relationship they're not falling in love in a nutshell um but her family doesn't approve of him he goes to um Turk, cyprus to study to sort of prove to, his fa- to her family that oh i am worthy of your daughter thing but it's just and he gets scammed but I really like the way it's written. It's so metaphorical. Oh. metaphorical. There's so many proverbs. And I think it's hard to capture, you know, like when a joke you tell it in a different language. And to yeah. translate it to English, it doesn't make sense. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why they compare uh, Chigozi Obioma to Chinua Achebe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chinua Achebe does that really well. and Chiba- Yeah, he does. He does it so well, very. Really. Yeah, yeah. I was quite. impressed when I was reading. It. Like I feel like it's more for me the writing that kept me going, than mm. um, the story itself.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, it's both,
0: but the writing was definitely that good for me.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess you could say the same for Chinua Achebe as well. Like it wasn't really the storyline; it was how you yeah. wrote the story and what it was about. Yeah the meanings yeah. behind it okay hmm. so, so interesting I think I will put it on my reading list definitely but I'm not yeah. sure when I'm going to get around to reading it but it sounds <laughs> very interesting
0: yeah uh, next uh, um, I've, I started reading the book of memory okay, okay. Um, I'm kind of choosing. it's both of them are written by two Zimbabwean well, Zimbabwe authors so there's the other one uh, House of Stone so I'm oh of, um, yeah, yeah yeah i know uh, house of stone you read
1: yeah read house of stone first yes um definitely you should read house of stone first i think but i don't know the other novel by the same lady uh no it's
0: not the same lady um oh it's it's not yeah it's just two both books are written by zimbabwean authors oh okay yeah yeah
1: so um i'll
0: see i'll see if if, i if book of memory is too slow i might switch to house of stone
1: okay well house of stone is very fast paced and very very good
0: yeah
1: okay okay nice Um, yeah um i think that's it for this week guys um Maybe share with us what you think about all our perspectives. Drag us if you want to. Yeah, we want wrong. to be dragged. <laughs> yes, do it. Honestly, we're up to listening to all of your opinions and your critiques. And yeah, just it's all about sharing perspectives. So we'd definitely yeah. like to hear back on what you guys think. um And remember to find us on our social media. We have an Instagram page currently. and we'll be using that we will probably get twitter at some point but not just yet and so
0: at express your shelf podcast on instagram yep yeah
1: okay great see you in the next episode bye bye